Hey everybody, I'm Bobby Salveson. And I'm Michael Monaco, and together we are the Hazmat Guys, connecting the Hazmat community near and far with knowledge, insight, and real-world examples in an effort to make your job just a little bit easier and safer. Now, let's take a minute to hear from today's sponsors. Hey, Mike, pop quiz. What is the standard go-to method for emergency decon? Uh, That's pretty easy. Wet decon, right? Well, you know, you're not the only one that may be thinking that, but it's actually dry decon. No, 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 no. How many times have I heard dilution is the solution to pollution? (laughs) Actually, too many. And that's the issue. Makes sense if you think about it. Without the use of water, we don't need to spend extra time setting up traditional showers or pools. And there's no wastewater afterwards. And you're not going to freeze anybody to death if it's below 60 degrees. Check out firstlinetech.com slash dry decon. First Line Technology has a whole webpage dedicated to the methodology and links to plenty of dry decon resources. See for yourself why dry decon with FiberTech should be your go-to immediate decon solution. With many major cities having nearby waterways, subways, and sewers, first responders sometimes face rescue situations where they must wade into stagnant water. Turnout and traditional rescue gear is not designed to provide protection from hazards and chemicals while submerged in stagnant water. Lion prides itself on making garments to keep first responders safe and is now offering a protection solution for these stagnant water situations. The lightweight one-piece FRS, which is flood response suit, protects against lower levels of liquid concentrations that may be encountered in flood zones or stagnant water where wading is required. The FRS is a non-certified hoodless garment with a special AquaSeal zipper, butyl wrist gloves, and neoprene collar to keep the hazards out. The FRS is made from Kempac, selectively permeable fabric by Gore-Tex Labs, which provides protection from toxic industrial chemicals and bloodborne pathogens while managing heat and body stress for longer mission times. When it comes to ChemBio Solutions, Lion has your back. Let's get to the show. Ah. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Hazmat Guys. I'm Michael Monaco with always, with me, always. <laughs> Bobby. Yes. Um, you know what? I was just looking at the intro, and if you're watching this, the intro has been. God, how long have we had that intro for? It's it got be... to be a year and a half. You, you know what? It was episode 300 because when we went to video, we came up with that intro, and I teased it, I think, an episode or two ago. Um, we are completely revamping the whole operation. So, um, because, it, again, things just have to get stale. and it, it, They don't have to get stale. They have to be updated every once in a while. you gotta, you got to remake the bed. You can't just yes. keep... you got to wash the sheets. Yeah, you got to paint gotta the room. Change it up. Change you don't have to change little. doors. You don't have to move walls. But you gotta you got to freshen things up every once in a while. So, I, it's I that walls. time. I yeah, dude, I'm walls, doing that right now. Steel beams. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm actually flexing my hands because I'm putting in a whole uh, tub and tile and surround, and is, it is. Is that what everything? Well, I I went to Bobby's house today. He he's got uh, more suits came for our training division, and yes. uh, I had to pick them up. So I go onto your driveway, yes, and there's yeah, there's there's walls of tile tiles. all over the place. <laughs> tiles of tiles. Yes. Um, 
good times. But this is not the tiling show. No, no, no it's no. not. It is the hazmat show. And it is the hazmat. I just want to remind everybody because it just happened very recently. This specialist happy hour for Thursday of the month, 1900 hours Eastern Standard Time. The hazmatguys.com slash happy. Um, Ooh, I was teaching one, for that one. How was yeah, it? Yeah. Excellent. I had um, seven, maybe eight guys on it. Guys going in and out because, you know, things were going on at, at, at where they were. But uh, great conversation. Um, what was nothing the really Q and A. It was just okay. the conversation. It was just guys just BSing. It was really cool because it wasn't like really Q and A what was going on. Um, but it was pretty interesting. Okay. Um, I leave tomorrow as of this recording for Oklahoma, Ooh. Oklahoma, for uh, their inaugural conference. Uh, New York State is right after it. Cold zone. Um, yeah, no, I'm sorry, Midwest. Cold zone, and then Baltimore, and then Massachusetts. And nice. what else? I think that's it for right now. That's it. That's that's enough. That's enough. What are we doing? What are we going All into? Right, so we, we got we got two things that we're going to talk about today. Uh, the mm. first, as promised, for those that take our battery class, um, you know, we, we, we start the class. We talk about the class. We talk about how this is a, a ongoing, you know, as Bob says, building the plane as we're flying it. And um, we every once in a while need to do an update. And this update really isn't so much as far as like something that we have discovered. Well, it's a little something that we discovered and then a conversation with a department that I had um, within the past month or so, something that they're doing and kind of a, oh, crap realization for them uh, in, in that in that moment. And I just want to talk about why that may not have been the best idea. And again, because nobody really knows what the right answer is. We just, these conversations are important. And then- I'd love to throw something out to you. Good, I'm sorry, finish your thought. And I, I want to throw something. The second thing that we're going to talk about is kind of a really wacky run that a very large department in the Northeast had uh, at one of their grandest, most centralized train stations. Oh, oh, that's Ooh. nice. So I like and that. Then, that's and good. then the <laughs> and then the questions that were asked um, to their one of their senior guys uh, afterwards, just trying to from a new guy trying to figure out what they should be thinking about and had they walked down the right path. So we can we can kind of mush the two together. I recently presented at a conference um, on batteries, and it was zero firefighters, police, hazmat, anybody. It was all um, compliance people. Really? And it was like compliance 250 of them. They were all like tank inspectors or building compliance or like um, – it was all codes and that kind of thing. And, you know, as always, we're pretty energetic. We give it, like, a, a good funny spin. And they were eating out of my hand in, like, 30 minutes. It was an excellent show. But, like, talk about, like, you, you were saying that a couple of things are like, hey, listen, you didn't even know until you know. They, I have gotten so many emails from that conference um, talking about batteries and, and, hey, can you come train or can you do this? It was incredible. 
because I get to I get to scratch their brain and say, why does this question even concern you? And they give me an, an, an example. I'm going to start writing this stuff down because I think there's going to be a couple of episodes in this. Okay. Of why it concerns them. And I'm like, I didn't even think about that component of it. So as I build this little side project, okay. it might take a while because the emails are coming in and whatnot. Um, but we're going to try to bring a very non-hazmat response point of view okay. into something that we're doing. So, uh, you know, the batteries will come up again. I know everybody wants to eat a gun about batteries <laughs> and everything, but right, I get it. But um, but they're there still is, asking the questions. They're, they're still coming the in. Oh my god! Yeah. We seriously in March. What did we do? Like thirty battery deliveries? Yes, I it, think that was like the third week. So the there <laughs> yes, they're literally. It's still it's still a hot topic, and we might as well talk about it as much as we can. Maybe at some point people will stop asking us questions about this, and then we can we can move on. But yeah, unfortunately, batteries is Let's the thing it, right man. now. Uh, all right, so. You know, uh, I'm not going to if you want to know the reason behind everything, we've got tons of other episodes talking about this. Yes. This conversation started. It started off as, OK, what are you going to do with the batteries? Like as your department, what is your game plan? Because when we in front of the class, we say very, very emphatically, like we aren't here to give you answers. We're here to build the foundation so that you guys can have conversations amongst yourselves and mm -hmm. figure out what is best for you we give them the 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 product we give them the container and then we talk about the different environmental impacts so their answer to the batteries at the time i'm i'm hoping things have switched around and if you're listening to this i'm not picking on you guys in any way shape or form i had an absolutely great time was they were going to overpack it in cell block give it to the responsible party and tell them that they're responsible for transporting it to sanitation, Ooh. their sanitation. And so my original question was like, okay, hold on. Why why doesn't sanitation just come pick it up? That's and they kind said, of their, their thing. Right, that's like their thing. And they said – It's kind of like I come to pick up garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In their jurisdiction – now, this is why it's kind of fascinating to travel the country and talk to people about this and, and do the kind of consulting work about it because every municipality is different. Every agency is different. Everybody has different ways that they do things, da 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 their, They will – their sanitation, garbage men, whatever the department is actually called – uh, they don't pick up any kind of hazardous waste. It has to be dropped off at a facility, at like a sanitation-sanctioned facility. And if you're – and only if you're a resident, which means companies can't drop off any kind of hazardous waste and other municipal agencies can't either, only the residents of that county. So, so I was like, oh, okay, hold on a second. And I, and I was like backtracking. I'm like, what is the reason if you're doing that, then what's the reason for the cell block? And they're like, well, so that the, it doesn't go into thermal runaway. And I was like, okay, we have a very clear misconception about what cell block is doing. 
Okay. The cell block, just to kind of clarify things, because I'm sure there's a lot of stuff going around. The cell block does not prevent thermal runaway. No. It will not keep the battery from going. In fact, the last episode, we talked about how we detonated a couple of these batteries in a 16-gallon drum with cell block, and the top blew off. Mm -hmm. So I told them that story. (laughs) Hey, listeners. The Hazmat Guys have some great news for you and your organization. We are really stepping up our brand of in-person training in addition to the great content you get on demand. Now, we know what you're thinking, but this is already incredibly great stuff, and how could it possibly get better? All I can say is, wait until we're in front of you. When we gather the best of the best from across this planet and even beyond, and assemble an instructional cadre that is seriously second to none. And now we have a ton of ways to help you, your team, or your organization get to a level that makes everybody proud. From subscriptions, on-demand, hybrid methods, to full in-person goodness. You can contact me, Bob, at thehazmatguys.com to schedule a call and find a solution that works for you. And every participant of an in-person class gets a free one-year premium subscription, which sounds pretty good. Hmm. So contact me at bobthehazmatguys.com and get some more information. They very quickly realized that, and, and I asked, I said, okay, well, let me give you this scenario. Fire department says, Johnny homeowner, here is your battery. You are responsible for taking it to sanitation. Okay. They take the 16-gallon drum. They put it in their car, mm. and this thing blows apart while the guy's driving. Right. Best case scenario, scares the living shit out of him, and he crashes into head on, you know, into oncoming traffic. Right. What is going to happen when that person turns around and says, "The fire department told me to do this"? Yeah. Uh, you know what? I don't even know what the legal answer would be. I wouldn't want to even have to entertain the question. I, I wouldn't even want to entertain it. Like, I'm okay being like, it's your responsibility. You figure it out. Right. But that's between your insurance company and you doing the research. I can, like, I, I think, again, I, I don't speak for these people, but who are these people? No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> what I'm saying is... um. I think I understand that this works for mercury. This works for bleach. This works for peroxide. This works for most hazmat household wastes. Right. I think this is in its own category. Yes. And and, and that was one of the things that all of those regulatory people that I was speaking to were like, how are we not caught up with this? I'm like, you guys are years behind us. Years. They don't even know like, it exists yet. I, I, my whole thing was like, this is happening. And they were like, this isn't even on our world yet. I'm like, it's coming. It's coming. Because it just came to us. So for the the question of can the homeowner transport it, I think that answer was correct for other things. Can I bring paint? old diesel gasoline that's been in my yard for 30 years can I, yeah yeah you could do that but you can't i i don't listen i don't know if you can do it with this stuff but i wouldn't want to try it right so then after some back and forth so trying yeah. to figure out what their resources were trying to figure out what they had at hand um and asking questions like 
do you guys have a department pickup truck? Yes. Okay. So do you have a training facility with open space that you could put like uh, uh, an outdoor roof over, like a, a little a little awning or something? They're like, yes. I was like, okay. Well, if literally nobody else in your jurisdiction is going to touch the stuff, which they already knew, they were yeah. already told like nobody's coming to touch it. I said, then maybe a possibility is you overpack it like you did in, in some kind of a cell block, transport it back, let it sit for a little while. And they had already picked up. Do you remember the cell block has that transport drum? Yes. It's like a right? solo stove. Yeah. So I said, why don't you put the batteries in, keep track of what you're putting in so you don't exceed the wattage the amount of energy and when you have reached the maximum capacity of that drum then seal it and ship it to the recycler get okay. another one so that was the that was kind of how the, the the conversation went and and we talked about like all the reasons why we wouldn't want the fire truck bringing it back and why we would want the 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 the, the pickup truck versus like inside a cab or a vehicle or anything along those lines well what are the things and again, this isn't my original idea. This is actually uh, a good friend of ours, Robert Zende, um, who brought this to my attention. Is that he was on a call with some, uh, you know, stakeholders in the battery field, and one of them was sanitation. And they're like, "Listen, this is really not our problem." And they were like, "Well, it kind of is because how many garbage trucks have gone on fire?" And so they pulled up the numbers, and it was like. Oh, in 2017, it was two. 2018, it was three. 2019, it was like five. 2020, it was like 16. 2021, it was like 31. And then it was like, it went like hockey stick. Yeah. Because let's say, I, I'm making up a state, right? We're, we're, we're talking about California, right? You go to California.com slash recycle batteries, right? So, okay, let me type all that stuff in. You know, scan the barcode. Okay, let me scan the barcode. How do you work this app? All right, okay. And then you just got to put in the, the serial number. One, two, three, four. Nope, not not accepted. Crap. All right, let me do it again. Crap, not accepted. And you're like, screw, screw this. It. And you throw it right into the garbage can. And what happens? It goes in the back of the garbage truck. The scooper, the, the, the hopper, Comasian uh, comes down, pops the thing, and the truck goes on fire. And so no matter how good the recycling program is, like say in your operation... Um, it's not convenient enough. Right. It's never going to be convenient enough unless you have somebody like, let's say, sanitation coming door to door and say, or even like, hey, listen, everybody knows what the nearest McDonald's is. Or, or And I'm, I'm not picking on McDonald's, but I'm just saying everybody knows what McDonald's is. Maybe we have like a truck there that has no garbage in it. It's a metal truck. And we say, bring all your batteries. We're just going to take them for you. Right? Yeah. Best Buy. Best Buy has all their recycled batteries. Where is that bin? Right three feet from the front door. Yep. That's not by mistake. It's you, not you, you it's know not what's only in the store. Is I, I actually brought that up because they're like, we don't have any recyclers in the area. Yeah, and Best I was buy. like I was like, okay, go to like <laughs> go to like a Best Buy. And he's like, uh, we did. You want to hear something funny? Yeah. I was like, what? He goes they said they've never called anybody to pick the batteries up. They just put the bin outside and people steal them and they're gone. 
It's like the battery pixies. <laughs> I was like, fairies, and they, they don't in have and... a cut. He's like, they just take the bin and put it outside and people steal the batteries. The lithium fairies. I was like, oh, my God. That's the name. And it's, you know what? I'm doing that from now on. We are writing out the name of the episode during the episode. The, the lithium, lithium fairies fairy. strike again. I was like, that's I've never heard that before. I was like, all right, well, if they can't. But the the recyclers don't come and pick anything up. The recyclers receive. So that's where the whole idea of, OK, well, maybe you need. did i cut out that's interesting uh yeah you did um but oh. it wasn't long enough for anybody that really care because nobody listens to you anyway <laughs> no they don't no like even even all right so even if they're recycling i, I there is a valid thing to talk about the homeowner right I, i'm okay with listening to the homeowner and and the homeowner is a good portion but I'm going to say the commercial or the industrial is equally important. And they have, we've said this, and I don't remember what episode, but it was, it was quite a bit back where we were told, we had an interview and they were saying that how many things happen in your district that you don't even know about, how many things are handled in house because they don't want to call the fire department or the police department because they don't want people looking at the operation and then calling out, hey, I need to write you a ticket on this. I need to re write you a violation on that. I need to evict you because of this. They don't want the problem, so they handle it in-house. And so, like, how many of these battery issues or these little minor things happen and you don't even know about it? Right. You know, and sanitation, I, listen, I don't envy being sanitation right now, just like I don't envy being a cop. If you are, good luck to you. I, I honestly, I, it is a tough job, but sanitation right now with batteries, holy cow. Uh, you know, there is a couple of videos that we show at the end of our our training program of like recycling places where these batteries are just whizzing around, yeah, hitting like these people in the face. Like if I was watching that video and I didn't know it was a battery, I would say there was somebody with a Roman candle like shooting a, it at the workers. Exactly. Bottle rockets or, mm -hmm. or, you know, like, dude, that is insane. And it's it's not even like it's a – they didn't do anything to insult it. They're just sorting the garbage. Right. So like that little bit of – and I, I personally call it tipping the battery. If you get to a certain thermal or a certain – insult or whatever it is you tip the battery and the battery's just gonna go you know they didn't even do any insult to tip the battery it just went it just goes just <laughs> which i'm not gonna go there I, I i don't want to even bring it up because you know what there's people untoward that are listening <laughs> all right we'll say well, that wraps up another episode of the Hazmat Guys. You can find us at Facebook, Twitter, and our YouTube channel. And don't be afraid to use that like or follow button. Or you can sign up for even more content from us at thehazmatguys.com. Here you can subscribe so that we can connect you to even more great stuff. Your support is going to help us improve and build this awesome community even more.
Yeah, and if you want to get to the next level, you won't want to miss our premium content. Our specialist level provides you with access to our entire catalog of shows, which is now over 300, an exclusive Facebook group, premium video with no ads, and so much more. Also, check the Hazmat Guys University link on our website. And don't forget, we are always interested in hearing about incidences or calls that you have experienced. We may bring you on the show to share that story. Reach us at feedback at thehazmatguys.com. And remember, folks, don't just get on the job. Get into the job.